Welcome back to Jam Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. Hello. Hello. Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Hi. This is the Thanksgiving week, I think. Or the second one. I, yeah, I guess Thanksgiving was technically this week. Who knows anymore? Truly. Um, What's been going on? The Mets got Max Scherzer. Tigers got Javi Baez, all is right in the world. No. No, it's not. Uh, it's yes. A sad day. The Diamondbacks got Mark Melanson for no fucking reason. <laughs> Wait, well, I saw that. I was like, why? <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was like, why are we signing people? We suck. <laughs> and apparently he was good last year. So it's like oh. we've signed a good reliever. So we're just going to trade him away halfway through the season. Did, probably. Mark Melanson's going to put them over the edge. What do you mean? Oh my god, yeah, him and Cattell gonna lead him to the promised land. Uh but yeah, anyway. I was gonna <laughs> start this with music related banter and we you and I had the same idea, but I was I wanted to discuss our Spotify wrapped because those came out two days ago. Ah uh, yes, this this lovely thing that is always interesting at the end of every year. Uh do you want to discuss yours first? Um talk I just about it? Say- like, I I guess I have the weirdest music taste of all time, or just the dumbest, like stupidest. Um, somehow, Sportsman was not my number one song, even though I listen to that like every day. Sportsman was number two. My number one song was recommended on this year's playlist. We have not talked about. Um, it's the Turid Turkle Stutter by Tear. It was like the song that you called the Skyrim song. Apparently, I listen to that a lot. Apparently, I listen to What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow enough to make it number five. I don't know what it counts as a play. Does that mean it has to go from beginning to end? Because I no, feel like I had I rarely, songs. rarely listen to songs from beginning to end. Yeah, because like, I, I had like, it said like, you played the, your number one song 28 times. I'm like, I, I can't imagine me playing it fully 28 times. There are bits I like in it. Um, Somehow this podcast was third on my most listened podcast and not first. You listened? I don't think it was even in my top because I never listened really? to it. Well, I never, I don't, why do I want to check it? I, I edit it. I know what it sounds like. Oh, that's true. I mean, you edit it, but um, I had for all you kids out there, the Med Podcast number one. Shout out to them. They're great. And Sardonicast, the movie review people, is also a decent one. Interesting. I think my number one was The Daily, because I'm an old man. You're an old man. Yeah, The Daily, for anyone who doesn't know, is the New York Times podcast that just does news stories in the morning. One news story. Um, Origami Angel is my most listened to artist. I was in the 0.5% um, listeners of them. I'm also going to an Origami Angel show in like March. I'm pretty excited about that. If they that. don't have COVID. I mean... They have like the longest bout of COVID for any like early twenties kids. Yeah. Yeah. I it, yeah. I, I remember I saw an Instagram that Origami Angel posted, and I I immediately texted Mike. I'm like, "When's your concert?" Because they just, they started canceling concerts because one of them got COVID. Um, I mean, hope, I don't think mine's I hope canceled. Okay. Yet. Um, I hope Kai Dream okay finished and... number three. Bo Burnham finished number two. Uh, what else interesting here? Midwest emo is my most listened to genre. I don't know how. I, I like. I, I think I texted Mike this. I didn't even know that was a genre. I know. Emo let me just is a go genre. to the. Let me go to the genres part of mine because I don't know what some of these even were. You probably have really. Mine were all just like pop punk, pop rock, indie pop, classic rock. Is my is was my number one. You always understood me. the assignment. Shut the fuck up. Haha. Tracking. Midwest emo, indie pop, weird core, autocore, video game music. Okay, wait, weird core. That's a genre. Yes. Okay, I'm looking this up. What weird core is? So I've never heard it. weird core. That's a song, also music genre. Oh, it's one word. Okay, dance electric is what weird core is. I don't even simplified. It says. 
distorted or amateur sound that was adapted or adapted to convey feelings of confusion, disorientation, alienation, and nostalgia. That sounds like you. That's probably the mind electric. Yeah, that's probably that. I it's just a I've never heard all these new names. Like I I love when this comes out because I just like to find out what other people listen to because usually people are like look what I listen to and put it on their Instagram story. Um, and I find a lot of new bands, so I've, I've discovered a lot of new bands because people listen to weird shit, and I'm like that you looks interesting. Music through other people's like uh, Spotify Wrapped. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So like I've I've I I like I I look at what other people listen to. I'm like, I wonder what that sounds like. So I just download like the number one record from that uh artist if I've never heard of them. So I have like 15 new albums that I'm like keyed up to listen to. David Gray looked good. I don't know any of these guys. Holly Humberstone, Marvelous Bastards, great name for a band. The Oh Hellos, which uh Chappie shouted out, so I yeah, so I I gain a lot of new bands. Um, you like my new Discord profile photo? What is it? It's it's Bo Burnham from Inside, where he's like playing the video game of himself, where it oh, just says press that's... A to cry. That's him crying, but he's wearing like Matt's outfit. Oh, okay. Funny. I can't see it. It's too small. Uh. Yeah, I always enjoy looking at other people's Spotify wrapped. Uh, my Spotify rap is always something and then the Beatles, which is always disturbing because I don't think I listen to the Beatles that much, uh, but I do. Uh, the number one for me was Bo Burnham, which is depressing <laughs> on multiple levels. My question levels. is, I wonder who like gets Bo Burnham like any other year in their Spotify rap. Is, is the answer well, yeah, no I one? Or like some this people? This year... Yeah, this year I think was slightly different. <laughs> no, I know. But, I'm just saying. I wanted. I, I was wondering, like how co- how popular Bo Burnham was besides this year. He doesn't have his best stuff even on Spotify from the third special. I think it is. Um, so it's like his early stuff mostly on Spotify and inside now, of course. Special. Uh, I think they're all yeah. on Spotify. No, his 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 Netflix special isn't on Spotify. The one where he goes, Nan Zero, are you happy? That one that ends. Oh, well, I don't know. Was that a song? I mean, it could have been. They could have cut it and made. There are songs in that special, I think, as far as I remember. Make Happy is not on Spotify. Yeah, I don't think it is. You could release it as a single. Um, You know it would get streams there. Uh, Yeah. Also, the minutes listened made me uh, depressed. I'm 10,000 more minutes than you. Huh. But I look at other people's that posted on their Instagram and it was like 9,000. And I was like, I'm 43,000. I saw somebody in the 100,000 minutes. I saw somebody like that too, but it, I don't know. I, I, I don't like, I don't know math. So 43,000 sounds like a fucking ton. Dude, I love how like excited people are getting about the fact that like our activities being tracked. It's so fun, bro. That's, that's it's just it's the new world, man. It's so fun. Um it's yeah. certainly something. And if if you're a Spotify user, uh from now until January something, they don't track your your like stuff for the next Spotify rap, so start like listening to stuff that won't fuck up your Spotify rap for next yeah, year. Start just, listening to weird core. Yeah, so it doesn't show up in your list, but you're like, or, or start listening when they start recording your data. So you're like, look, I'm edgy. Instead of like, you get classic rock and you're like, I'm a 40-year-old dad. Um, Reliving his glory days from the 60s. You wouldn't be 40, then you'd be 70. Jesus Christ, that was a long time ago. Anyway. Any whom. Uh, I think that's uh, all I have to say about my Spotify rap. Siegel, you need to talk about yours. Eh, I kind of like sprinkled shit in. I I don't have like interesting things on mine. It's Bo Burnham dominated, Mac Miller because I listened to his whole discography, Coldplay because I'm a basic white guy as well, and my fifth is the Get Up Kids. 
uh, which is a pop punk band from like the early 2000s that I listened to their discography and really enjoyed this year, but I didn't think they'd make my top five, but I guess I listened to enough of them. They somehow made my top five. Um, That's... It, it ruined, it, I wish I could like be like, don't record this stuff that I listen to, because I'm just, I go through a whole discography. If they have seven albums, I'm going to listen to seven albums worth. It's going to outrank some person I actually do listen to or enjoy more. That's how okay. I think Mac Miller got on there, too, because... I don't I don't love Mac Miller, but I listen to everything he did, so I think the fun of it is like um it's just genuine what you listen to. I feel like if everybody was I mean there are probably people that do this, but everybody was thinking about their Spotify wrath at the end of the year, then they would like it would like change their listening patterns. Yeah, I would definitely change mine. I'd be like, I'm going to listen to more like of my favorite bands so they show up on this list. So people are either get more exposed to them or like I'd listen to nonstop Monty R.I., which I think I do enough that they should show up on my list, but they only have one album. So you can only listen to one album. See, what happened with me is I listen to my on and repeat a lot. And once sometimes like a song will appear at like the bottom of my on and repeat. And then I'll listen to my on repeat a lot, and like for some reason that song will keep fucking playing, and then that like ends up on my Spotify rap top five. I think that's how what's popping good on there. What's on repeat? You don't know on repeat? No. Is that like a feature? It's, it's or like something? a. It's like a no. It's like a playlist Spotify makes for you like twice a day or something, just of no, like the songs never. you've been listening to at the moment. Oh shit! Yeah, I've never seen this. That's I've never cool. seen on repeat. No, the third one is Dick Down in Dallas. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think it was here like last week, and he, kept, and he kept playing that song in the car. If you haven't heard "Dick Down in Dallas" by Trey Lewis, I highly recommend you go listen to it. My fourth is "No Children" by the Mountain Goats. I'm cool. Um, I am drowning. Book of Love. By the Magnetic Fields? Have I listened to that in the last year? Guess I have. Anyway, I digress. Uh, shall we move on, or do you have entertainment news that you want to discuss? Uh, not really. We stopped talking about Game of Thrones because I finished it. Um, what do we want to talk about? Not really. Do you have entertainment news, Siegel? Uh, no, I'm working towards finals now so my brain is fried a bit uh so yeah no i I haven't watched anything i want to watch tick tick boom that looks good uh there's some other movie oh nightmare alley i want to see that have you heard about that i did see i don't really know i saw a trailer for it a few times i I mean so what's it about I don't even understand it. I don't care, though, because it's Guillermo del Toro, so I need to see it. Just because, like, it's him. He's my favorite guy. So, uh, might break my movie theater streak of haven't seen a movie since Sonic the Hedgehog before the pandemic. Damn, still? I've been to the theater a fucking bunch since then, though. Nope. Still have not been once. I'm probably going to go to Spider-Man. I don't like, I don't want to be when you're people. Uh, I don't trust people, but I'll probably break the streak for Spider-Man because I'm going to fucking see Spider-Man. Really? That's what you fucking break the streak for? Dude, I haven't been excited for a Marvel movie since like Endgame, but if they have fucking Tobey Maguire and Andrew McGarfield come back in this movie, which looks like Andrew, they will. Andrew McGarfield? Are you going to say Andrew, Andrew McGarfield? Shut up. Andrew Garfield. Uh, I'll be psyched. Psyched, hyped, whatever. Uh, yes, I will see whatever. that movie. I'll break my streak for that. Well, whatever, um, indeed. Anyway, let's jump into it. Uh, uh, week forty-five. Das Booty and Rock and Roll is the name of this play. This illustrious playlist. Uh, by the way, just to, do you have anything on Das Booty? No. Um, I just said. I mean, I didn't say anything, but like, I do like that song, "Planet Booty." They like, they opened for Ninja Sex Party when I went to go see them. It was a good. Oh, it was wait. fun. Interesting. I, that song was so 
I don't think weird is enough of a word to describe that's, that's it. That's weird core. Maybe that's why I get that fucking... Yeah, that probably is weird core, technically. I, it's certainly weird. Um, but uh, do you have any shout-out, actual shout-outs? Um, the Beast and Me by Nick Lowe. I said it's a good song that's kind of scary, but really nice and deep. Contemplative, I don't know. Um, Mr. Jones by Counting Crows is super fun. I don't know how I didn't know it at the time. Maybe I did, to be honest, but it's good in uh, Counting Crows. Whenever I see Counting Crows, I'm like, oh, Counting Crows, ew. But then I listen to the song, and it's, like, good. How dare you? What? You don't like it? No, no, I'm saying how dare you say that I don't, ugh, to the well, Counting Crows. Well, it makes Crows. me think of, like, it makes me think of, like, I don't know, like, a, I don't want to start this again. It makes me think of, like, a Nickelback type thing. How dare you? Okay, yeah. Go on. Um... <laughs> Hide and Seek by what the fuck? What's it called? Scary Pockets and SWAT Skins. Um, it was like a grungy twerp. Do you remember twerp? Um, yes, I remember twerp. I thought it was pretty cool. Surprised by the song, but it was the vocals were kind of hard to enjoy. They were like rough for some reason. Yeah, but like yeah, it was it. using the vocal. I mean, not not rough to listen to. Just like it sounded kind of like. Remember how R Truth used to talk? Whatever the word for it is, how that sounds. Auto tune? No, it was auto tune, but like gruffy, a little bit. Well, how they did it is just—I think they just played in. So you play a note on a keyboard, and it matches your voice to the note. Okay. See, I'm it's used to—I'm used to twerp where it's super like clean. Yeah. Um, the hustle by Van Jones. What I had to say about this song was. Today's society likes to eliminate anything cool, nuanced, or personalized because I can't imagine people growing up dancing to the songs in clubs in like the 60s. I just imagine people doing a really contrived, annoying TikTok trend to this. Um, it is a bop, though. You can just kind of put it on a loop while you're walking around and working or whatever. I love this kind of music. Um, yeah, do the hustle. It's Van McCoy, not Van Jones. Oh, Van Jones is another guy. I forgot. Van Jones is an anchor on CNN. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought you just saw Mr. Jones and you probably somehow copied that. Man, they probably got mished up in my head. I have a long note we can do after you go. Oh, okay. Uh, the Hustle song by Van McCoy, I, I swear it's like one of the most referenced and sampled songs of like the disco era. Like I looked it up. It's only been sampled supposedly 28 times. By the way, if you didn't know, you can just look up uh, sampled.com or whosampled.com. Forget the, I'll put it in the link in the, bio, in the show notes. But it's one of my favorite sites to find out how many songs have just ripped from this song and sampled a song. It's very interesting. Uh, it's only been sampled 28 times, though, which I'm shocked by. But there are parts in it that YouTubers use or TikTokers use as outro music. Now, so I think it's like the most long-lasting disco reference. Oh, leave song. that stuff alone, everybody. Leave it alone. Hey, Jesus Christ! And help. Uh, Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. Mike sort of touched on it. It's a band from the '90s and 2000s, most remembered by our generation as the guys who did "Accidentally in Love" from Shrek 2, uh, the song that always started my playlist when I plugged in my phone. Uh, but uh, because it was A, this song uh, has controversy around it, though, because it came out around Kurt Cobain's death and Adam Dirtz, who is the lead singer. But also, if you've never seen a picture of this man, go look it up. Yeah. Uh, he uh, changed the lyrics over time from a story about struggling musicians and wanting to become big to more of a tragedy and how fame changes people or it's not at all it's cut out to be. Just an interesting idea that a song can develop like that over time. And yeah. has changed it in stage shows. Uh, the Beast in Me, I thought this was a, a cover of a Johnny Cash, but apparently Johnny Cash covered this, and this is the original. Classic. I did not know that. Um, really good lyrics. That doesn't really surprise uh, me. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Cash later in his career did a lot of cover albums, but his covers became like more prominent than the original, I feel like, in a lot of cases. That happens a uh, lot when the big artist covers like a smaller artist song and it sucks yeah nick Lowe, isn't that a guy in a the uh, rays also 
Nate. You're singing about Nate Low. No, Nate Low. It's, yeah. it's close. It's N Low. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Bridget Donahue and Danu by Danu. Is this your longer note or not? No. Uh, well, I, I know it's kind of a meme, but I go, I talk about it for a while. Okay. Uh, I was just completely convinced this Don Danu Danu. I don't know. They're Irish. I was convinced that this was a cover song of some old Irish shanty, as I put it, but Irish shanty. It's completely uh shanty. You don't know what a shanty is? Uh jig. Uh it's completely of these guys' creation, which I'm shocked about. It's fantastic. I'm, that gives me more respect for them. I thought it was just like not that it's not like if they covered it, it's a really good cover, but it's like, oh, this whole story, this elaborate story is theirs. It tied perfectly in with the Irish folk medieval style they're like one of the oldest surviving or no like one of the most prominent irish celtic bands around still i did some research it's very cool uh but like how how or where did you find this song mike it has thirty-one thousand streams and it's so underrated it's just like um my friend was tuning his radio i remember i remember this actually i'm not joking it was on really? some really obscure channel, and I just Shabzam was playing, and it was this. Yeah, that's like because like th- there's no way you just stumble across this. Like it, I mean, that's exactly it, what happened. So, I I mean, like on Spotify, I get it if you were on the radio, but like this song doesn't just randomly like get shoved into a playlist of yours because thirty one thousand streams on an album that didn't isn't their top album. It's like shoved really down in the depths of this catalog of songs, but. The, the the story even slightly reminds me of Hey There Delilah. If you read the lyrics, it's like the same story, uh, but it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, the song. Uh, but this song came before, and it's really good. Uh, any other notes? Ian Dury, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Just like the, I just like that he keeps his accent when he sings. I, I always commend artists that. Uh, use their real accent when they sing songs instead of like Americanize it or respectable, respectable. Um, uh, so, so what's your longer note? Okay. I'm excited. I've been waiting to talk about this for a while. Just goes up the turn. This is going to take, um, okay. strawberry Mentos by Leanna Firestone. Um, this is the first song that came to mind when you like first came to me about this, podcast idea um okay. just because of my journey looking into this song was i was like struck when i first like heard this i was struck by how like sweet and nicely written this song is to the point where i was like i wanted to go uh look into this person and see what the relationship was like it's about uh a relationship or whatever who's a tiktok artist and it's um the idea of this song is about her boyfriend who eats Constantly eating um, the singer's favorite candy, so when they kiss, she can taste it or whatever. And I was like, "Damn, dude, that's a nice thing to do." And I, <laughs> I, so I go to her TikTok account, and like one of the more recent posts is like, "Go stream my song that's about dating such and such character from High Q." I, I thought. I thought this was like a real like romance like romance song. <laughs> it's like a fan fiction song. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, just because of like how detailed this is, I was like what well, people are just absurd about this. Um it doesn't really take this away from the I kinda like the song still. But like, come on, what? Um I listen to these lyrics. There can't be strawberry Mentos in Haikyuu, though. This is an anime. Is that the volleyball one? Yes. Yes, I remember shit. But this is so, like, not a an anime song. No, I get it, yeah. And I was like, what? What um, are the lyrics you're about to read? Sorry. Okay, this is just like a bridge. She says, you are deliberately kind. You make efforts to share your time. You're not afraid of your feelings. And you're not afraid of mine. That goes on for a little bit, and that's just very, um, like, with lyrics like that, it's crazy she wrote this about a fictional character, like, the the intimacy and vulnerability of that is very 
striking to me. Even if it was about like a real person, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe she's like practicing on a pillow or something. You never know. She's like, oh, I'm imagining this pillow to be. Like, where the fuck do you get? There has to be some actual, like, real life things in there. Because, like, like you said, it's very detailed to be like strawberry Mentos. That candy. She must actually like those. Maybe she's <laughs> just hope. a really good writer. Right. I guess. It just seems like there, there's probably a mix of both, of like real realism and then I want to fuck an anime boy. Um, Somewhere in the between that, you get this song, which it wasn't a bad song. I, I did enjoy no, it. No, no shade to Leanna Firestone. I was just surprised. All the shade from me. Uh, I no. mean, I, I am kind of... I do kind of side-eye anime fan bases sometimes. If like, you know... The, the most toxic people on Twitter are the ones with anime or furry logos, like uh, pictures as their profile pic. They scare me. So I mean, uh, that's like usually true. So like those people scare me. Anime like fandoms, BTS fandom. Those those people scare me. So I just I I just walk away. Um, I don't know. You, I didn't know you use Twitter. I rarely go on, but every time I see something that's like trending and someone has a horrible take, it's usually somebody with an anime character as their little uh, logo or whatever. Picture. Checks out. Or a furry dude, and they're like, vaccines are needed. Dogs get vaccines too. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need this in my life. Dogs are, um, dogs need what? <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't know. That's not he's a, a bad furry. Take. Vaccines are needed. Are needed. Yeah. Did you say, oh, okay. I think he said aren't. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's a whole different podcast all of a sudden. Wait, did you say the, uh, the, the furry was saying the vaccines aren't needed? No, are needed. And he's like, because dogs need them too or something. Oh, okay. I mean, and I guess that was, makes no sense. It was a take on like, because he's a furry. And like, furries need vaccination. Whatever. I'm going to get hate on this if anyone listens and is in the furry community. <laughs> uh, you do you. Don't talk to me, though. Uh, my longer note is on Let the Good Times Roll by B.B. King. Uh, the song's originally done by Lewis Jordan and his Timpani Five from 1946. Uh, it's an old song. It's a jump 12-bar blues song. Another weird genre. Jump blues. I had never heard of that term. Jump. Uh, Oh, but this is a blues standard and a classic covered by B.B. King as well as hundreds of other people, artists, since 1946, which I didn't realize it was that old of a song. Uh, lyrics were written by Sam Theard and Fleecy Moore, who was Jordan, oh, yeah. Lewis Jordan's wife, uh, who got credit for rewriting some of the lyrics. Uh, it's the perfect inv invitation to party uh, for the right crowd. Like blues fans is what I mean. Because I don't think if you put this on at like a high school party, people would be like, Yeah, let the good times roll. I don't I don't think kids want to listen to that. They want to listen to like Lil Nas X to I don't know. Uh I don't know. What do kids listen to? Who knows? I have no idea. I guess Lil Nas X. Uh, sure. Um uh, this is such a fun blues song that people can riff on for hours. Uh if because twelve bar blue just is just a standard on how you that's, I'm not going to get too technical. Uh, if you don't uh, tap your foot at the song, I don't know if there's any hope for you. <laughs> That's a bit cynical, but... Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Look, it's one of those songs that's like, how could you not just be like, just jam out a tiny bit. It's got to be a little no. motion somewhere. Yeah. Left. Uh, I, I love these lyrics because I never knew what he was saying exactly. Uh, I know the lyrics by heart because I've listened to this song forever, but tell everybody that BB King's in town. I got a dollar and a quarter, just raring to clown, but don't let nobody play me cheap. I got 50 cents more than I'm going to keep. So let the good times roll. Uh, yeah, sure. I try to do the math. I don't understand what it's about, but <laughs> he's got 75 cents. Guess you could do something with it back in 1946. That would not even get you a stick of gum anymore uh one of my favorite childhood songs my dad made a, a home video with this song's the soundtrack so 
that's why I've awesome. like that's probably one of the reasons I like love 1960s blues or this is 40s technically but like blues has always been a thing in my life because my dad liked it so that's where I get my weird music taste where I'm like I can listen to Tally Hall and then I could jump to fucking BB King or something out of the 60s uh because I have both worlds in my head uh Hello, you but Mike, here's my question. Do you have a song yeah. that greatly influenced your music taste from when you were young or like sticks out to you? Like this song is like, I'll always remember this song for this reason from when I was young. Do you have like that song in your head? Not really. I don't remember a lot of music from when I was like young, young before like high school. You, you do have Fairly a weird enough. like relationship with music because like music has always been with me. And I feel like you like turned on around high school has always kind of been my understanding. Yeah, no, I was not really a music listener at all. Until That's like... shocking. I don't know how you did it, Mike. I, I would have been very interested yeah. to see what you would have listened to if you listened to more music in like 2000s. I think you would have just been a pop punk guy. Like I guess. All, Ameri- all American rejects and stuff I was into in the early 2000s. I bet, bet you would have liked it. Uh, yeah. And I, I gave more respect to this song over the past, not this semester, but the semester before that in college because I had a history of rock music class and we learned more about this Lewis Jordan and his timpani five. So I got to learn more about his stuff. And it was very interesting to le- learn how his stuff influenced rock and roll so heavily, even though it's a blues ba- uh, blues piece. Bleh. Anyway, Bleh. that's my long note. Listen to let, let the Good Times Roll, this version, but also go listen to the original because it's very different. It's slower. This one's much more jumpy, as they say. But yes. Yeah, we can uh, go for a while. Just do top fives. Yes. Uh, do you want to go Unless for... you're done? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You go for um, five, The Man Who Sold the World by Mid-Year. I put that in just to annoy you, to be honest. Yeah, we're going to um, talk about that after now. I forgot about that was on this week. <laughs> four by Hide and Seek is Hide and Seek. Yes. Three strawberry mentos. Two, Mr. Jones. One, Bridget Donahue. I feel like my one. I think that one. I'm not sure. Five is Hide and Seek by Scary Pockets. Four is Mr. Jones by Counting Crows. Three is Bridget Donahue by Danu, I guess. Two is Soon Alternate Version by Snow Patrol. And one is Let the Good Times Roll by BB King. Nice. I think Bridget Donahue won. Say yours sure. again? Let me think. You had a one and a three for Bridget Donahue. So that's eight. Mr. Jones is at four for me. So that's two. And what is he for you? Three? Four. Uh, two. Okay, so that's four points. So he's at six. I don't think anything's going to beat eight. So I think Bridget Donahue wins. Okay, cool. Congrats to Danu, wherever you are. Danu! Ireland, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, congrats to the Celtic band, I guess. is They're not Irish. I guess they're Celtic. Whatever. Congrats to Danu or Danu or however the hell you say it. Uh, is that our first international artist that's one? I don't know. Seems like it might be. Definitely our first Irish artist, I'm pretty sure. That one, not that's been mentioned. Um, oh, and by the way, yeah, the Midge Ur thing, fucking bullshit. <laughs> what? It's just a cover. But it's like the most like they didn't do anything. <laughs> Single. There were like nine million covers that are like that. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't know. It was bro. good. It was fine. Just listen to David Bowie's version of the man who sold the world. Or you can listen to the Midgeter version, which is also good. I mean, the, or you can listen one. to the Nirvana version, which is very different but very good. Uh, no, no covers allowed. No covers are allowed, just good covers. Uh, week forty six. Midgeter's man who sold the world. No, <laughs> week forty six. Nigel, you recommended uh, me Thunderstruck by like a bluegrass band. Yeah, but that's a different take on the song. Also, yeah, but they were it called. Ste- they were still. They're also called Steve and the Seagulls. So there was like a multiple level irony behind I mean, it. I guess that's fair. Uh, 
I don't think that's on this playlist. Whatever. Uh, oh, week forty. Oh, okay, I didn't know if that was this year or next last year. Uh, week forty six. Skinny rock stars and their rhythm sticks. Uh, I like this title. <laughs> uh, do you want to do shout outs? Yeah. So I have one really big note on this episode. Uh, episode week, and a couple shout outs. I said. Okay. Bring her along by Joe Holly on Joe Holly Joe Holly. Um, this is like a, a sampled song. He sampled like nine million things. I listen to a lot around my Halley Hall slash Joe phase. It's an aggressive song, kind of hurts your ears, but it's good. I appreciate um, what's it called? Song of the Viking. Yeah, that was really good. Oh yeah, that's my kind of thing. Um, I guess those are my only shout-outs. Because I don't know if the second one is... I want to call it a long note or a sh- uh, short... I guess I'll call it a long note. I'll throw it over to you. Okay, I think the Viking song was by Periyla or something. I think they're like Norwegian. <laughs> so, uh, not even going to try to pronounce their name. But uh, I think they liked our post also. <laughs> they only had like a thousand followers, so... They're an acapella group, so it's interesting. Uh, Feeling Whitney by Post Malone. Uh, Post Malone is one of those weird artists that I either love his stuff or I can't stand it. <laughs> He's made mumbling, mumble singing. I put mumbling singing, but I meant mumble singing. Mainstream, which I don't enjoy, per se. I don't like that that's where the way singing's going. Uh, but then he has these songs that are like country and rock. And I'm or like acoustic ballads, I guess, which are good. And I enjoy I even enjoy like Sunflower. That's a good song. That is a good but song. he confuses me is the thing with him. Like there's nothing. There's no middle ground. It's like this is an OK song. It's either great or it's like, ugh. Um, so I, I'm just interested. Do you have the same relationship with him or do you have an artist that is like that with you? Um, I guess Post Malone is kind of like a guilty pleasure. Okay. Um, I like I like Candy Paint by Post Malone. Um, I don't really. What do you mean by mumble singing? Like, I guess rapping technically. He, I, I don't know. Is he rapping or is he singing? He has songs where he's just like, I'm just like. Can you just? Like... I guess yeah. I guess generally that style I would not say is good. Also, yeah. Um, that now I know what you're talking about, but I think I do like Post Malone generally. Weirdly enough, um, I'm trying to think of any other artists I have that relationship with. Uh, I guess I can say a similar thing with Ninja Sex Party, where I don't really know what they're doing a lot of the time, but I just kind of appreciate. I just like their vibe. I love the people in the bands. Um. I don't know if I always love the quality of their music either at this point. They still I... make stuff? Yeah. Oh, jeez, okay. I didn't uh, know. But I, I appreciate it. I like them. And they're old. <laughs> I think they're like, like they're 40. Both in their 40s. Okay, that's not old, old. I mean, to be in a band called Ninja Sex Party. True, I guess. True. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Good take. Good take, kid. Uh, uh, Double Dutch Bus by Frankie Smith. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to unlock a memory for you if you watch Disney in the late 2000s. I uh, really was not a Disney kid. I was I, a... but I, I swear I'd heard a version of this song before, and then my brain went, I have. I definitely have. And then I looked it up. Uh, Raven Simone did a cover of this song and the, for a Disney movie. Why? And it was this weird music video. It's very different than this tune. This is like a funk, and she made it like a pop synth thing. It's a horrible song. The, the, her version. I like this version. The Frankie Smith version good, better. But I remember the music video. Like I watched it, and I went, "Holy shit!" I remember this. It's like on a bus, and there's like go ball on the bus. And it's like weird when I was watching, I'm like, I remember watching this as a kid on Disney Channel in like 2007 or something. And I was like, holy shit, this is really weird. 
I didn't think it had that much of an impact on me, but going back and watching the music videos, like I remember this because the bus is disproportionate, and that's what made no sense. Like she could walk around. Obviously, it was a set, but my brain didn't understand that as a kid. So it's yeah. like this bus is way the fuck too big, and she's walking around, and there's dancers and shit happening. It was just funny that it's like I knew I heard this song somewhere, uh, but this song is a weird song about double dutch, like the jump rope and the Pennsylvania Transportation Authority. Uh, like a criticism of it. So there you go. Uh, if you want to look into it more, feel free. Uh, You're Not Alone by Semisonic. Most people know Semisonic as the guys who made Closing Time. Uh, But uh, this 2020 song sounds like it's directly rib- ripped out of a Scrubs episode from the early 2000s. So I love it. I just enjoy it so much. They, you have they a lot have of a Scrubs music, meaning like it sounds like it could be in Scrubs. Exactly, and I I thoroughly enjoy anything that sounds like it could have been 2000s era Scrubs music, which is like a little place in my heart. Uh, well, the final thing is, what do all the people know by the Mon- Monroes? Monroes. Uh, the song came out in 1982. Mike, do you know when the music video came out? I, I have no idea. 2020. Later. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but that this song got like a lot of attention in 2020 because the music video finally got released. Uh, apparently, uh, they had a resurgence when many people heard of it for the first time uh, because they like they were a band that were going to be famous, but then they were they were signed to a Japanese record label, and then the Japanese record label decided I don't want to we don't want to be in the U.S. market anymore, so they held on to them, but they dropped like they didn't pushed them in America, so the band just kind of disappeared. And then I guess they got the copyright claim to their music video back, and they finally released it. And it's this weird, very 80s synth, weird (laughs) music video. But that's why this band randomly popped up into 2020 as like a popular song or a popular band again. They were bound to be like a big band of the 80s, new wave scene, but they... They got fucked over. And it's a good song. What do all the people know? It's a very 80s, painfully 80s pop ballad song. Um, but anyway, that's all my shout outs. Do your cool. longer note. Yeah, I have two. Um, okay. Rotary Park by Joe Hawley is a cool song and probably my favorite from this album. Um, conceived from the incident where Joe and Zubin from Tally Hall were attacked in a park. We'll try to film a music video. Um, uh, I think Good Day was the one they were filming. That song and the first Tally Hall album. Um, it's a really like cool, like crazy divulgence about talking about this uh, incident. Um, it starts where you have like an optimistic view of the park and eventually um, he's using these different lines to convey like evil lurking and such and such. Um, certain lines were towards the end. They like, where it says purple potato faced comrade ascends. I loved that. I thought it was funny. I didn't know what it meant until I thought about it. And I looked at the photos of them with like black eyes afterwards. Um, vultures and circle abandoned amends. Like the muggers, like stealing their shit, etc. Um, I, I always used to like, I went through a kick where I liked that last line a lot, where it says, Rotary Park has a gas before dark. Don't mind the young savage, four young savage horsemen of musk talking about the people who mug them. Um, I think it's cool, and I also just always think about like, imagine being these people who mug them, like, you're some fucking random ass criminal, and you get a song that's cool written about you. I that thought and money. Money, I don't. Oh yeah, you got your money. That's what you meant. Yeah. And you got all their stuff. Yeah. Um, I I don't last... see a I don't see a negative thing about what they did. <laughs> Joking. He all supports mugging. <laughs> no. Um, Sorry. No, I'm kidding. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Longest note is Taken for a Ride, also by Tally Hall. This is my my prime freshman year music trends. 
um, I guess I, like I was saying last week, I got into it because of Thanksgiving. Um, Hanging for a Ride in My Pain is maybe the best Tally Hall song, one of my favorites. It's between that and Spring and a Storm. Um, a musical journey, figuratively and literally a journey about trying to be happy. Um, it shows one of the like somewhat kind of characters of the Tally Hall song universe, Marvin, who's named after uh, Marvin Yogoda, who opened the place where the this album's named after. Um, it's kind of like this weird. Uh, I don't. It's not like it has. It's like a game place or you go arcade, but it has all these weird fucking old machines and arcades. And if you look at the the cover art of this album, there's like stuff that's in the place on it. It'll make more sense. Um, but Marvin is like journeying through this weird analogous world to ours in this song. Um, quick aside, my optimal version of this song is not on YouTube anymore, where the Andrews, like, beginning vocals are kind of muffled and it's hard to understand them. I wonder if it was, like, an early draft, but I really like that one. Um, but this song, like, you, you hear this guy, like, go through a quick cartoonish sequence of this world, um, like, confronting the government or something along those lines. Um, this line... Tiptoe to a wooden sign that said, now you take your place in line for happy. This is lovely. To show the world trying to offer you, like, manufactured happiness. You're just supposed to accept as it is. Um, I keep saying, um, I'm doing the thing. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think the thing was um? um That's our thing. <laughs> okay. The chorus, one secondary smile to go that extra mile. To make me feel today, to make it go away. Chemistry is gone, taken for a ride far away from you. Which I don't, is either describing like taking a drug or just like anything to give you like a synthetic boost of serotonin because it, it gives you a secondary smile to go to extra mile to make like pain go away, make you feel happy. And then it, and then it goes away. It's taken for a ride far away from you. Um, there are more lyrics I could probably dive into, but I've gone along for this a bunch anyway. Uh, I just think this is a masterful epic of a song. The reprise of the chorus at the end is really powerful. I, listen to, I used to listen to just that a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is Tally Hall at their best. They're like a quirky alternative kids book in song form. I was, I was imagining what their book would be like if, I, if it was a thing. And I would hate them. I read that shit, but that's that. No. Okay. That was long. One secondary smile to go the extra mile. It's a, that's when it, like... I think one thing I always respect about Tally Hall is that they just have no fear when they make music. Whereas other bands, like... I don't know. You have a sound about every band. Tally Hall, like, does three different sounds in a song. They'll sound like a rock band, and then they'll sound like a, not disco, but they'll try things. Where I think a lot of other bands are fearful, where Tally Hall just is like, fuck it, we're just going to do this weird shit, and we're going to like it and live by it. You know who does so, that, that I really love? I've been on a kick of them, as you know. Who? Uh, Ween. Ween is another good band that just doesn't give a fuck, and they Ween's just do awesome. their own thing. Yeah. I... I respect any band that does that, where they're just like, fuck it. They're like, we get to make our music. If people listen, they listen. Ween has uh, like nine million different genres, I swear. It's always the, like, it, I don't want to compare them to like the Mountain Goats guy, even though technically it's the Mountain Goats, but it's one guy, um, as we've discussed. But he has one genre, but he doesn't give a fuck in the sense that he'll just be like, I'm just going to do a fucking album on wrestling now. And that was awesome. <laughs> deal with it. I, no, I agree. I'm agreeing with you. But it's just that I, I love artists that just like, I'm just going to do my thing. And if I get listeners, I get listeners. I respect that in people. They don't like stick to a sound. And speaking of people that don't stick to a sound and are inspired by Tally Hall and are the reason these guys are together, 
the real Zebos and Rockstar Skinny. Uh, they are on TikTok, so go follow them on TikTok. It's funny because he talked about how the band got together, and he convinced his partner that he met on Craigslist in 2014 that they should start a band together because they both like Tally Hall and they wanted to be Tally Hall. <laughs> so, uh, such an internet band and quite creepy arrangement, to be honest, to meet your band partner on Craigslist in 2014. That's like late Craigslist. It's not even like, it's not cool. It's not niche anymore, man. You got to go more yeah, of like Reddit. And then just sex party met. There you go. Uh, apparently, you can talk to people on Craigslist. I didn't know this. Um, you can talk to people anywhere uh, on the internet. It's weird. Like, I was I, I going through a, a thread of people saying where they met their spouses. Holy shit. Twitter replies, earthbound fan sites, <laughs> random group chats. Like, it's crazy. I mean, that's where you've met some of your friends. You've just met them on like weird apps. Yeah. Well, just... our favorite. Listener Shelby, if he's watching this, I bet on a Animal Crossing yeah. site. There you go. Shout out Shelby. Yeah. Awesome guy. Uh, but yeah, this Real Zebos, uh, another one of those bands I found and instantly thought, Mike, this is a Mike band. I don't think you like them as much as I expected you to. I'll give them another try. Okay. This album. They have the Tally Hall thing, so I was like, you know what? Yeah, they, they're inspired by Tally Hall. Um, uh, they bonded over Tally Hall, blah, blah was on this very playlist uh they're pop pop rock band out of omaha nebraska so yeah midwest baby uh not emo but midwest uh, a lot of good bands get lost in the shuffle in the midwest as seen by the midwest emo genre being created to give them more space uh shock they are more not well more well known with their complex and well-defined sound really fun sound why did i say that twice uh, the fast-paced lyrics of this song that open it and then taper down uh, to a really fun beat with the keyboards playing the melody. I always, I always like when uh, bands use piano or keyboard as a main instrument because I just feel like it's lost. But I think it's more keyboard in the sound, but it's like retro sounding, um, and you can groove to it. I said, Jesus Christ, I sound like a old man. Uh. <laughs> Though uh, they both sound retro rock and like Eminem elements because M element fucking hell Eminem elements. That's a bad name, uh, but clever fucking lyrics. Just, you know, mountain goat style. Uh, I didn't write them down because I would butcher them because they're spoken very fast. And it's basically a song about how like, fuck it <laughs> is my interpretation of it. A similar thing where it's just like we're gonna we're gonna try this and we're gonna just gonna do it. We're maybe maybe we'll get rock star skinny. Uh, fuck around in all our videos. He doesn't say fuck around, but something like that. Uh, also has a very uh, entertaining old style YouTube type music video where it's like amateurish but well filmed. But it's just like very corny, and it made me think of like two thousand. Yeah, exactly. Like two thousand eight style youtube videos where it's like it's almost like a parody video <laughs> and so it's just like it's very fun to watch it just reminds me of that nostalgic youtube style of video diy band uh yeah i just give this give this band a listen they don't get enough listens so that's why i wanted to make the longer note and more of a thorough shout out i probably butchered how to best push them but this their whole album was great this one that uh rockstar skinny was on i should probably know what the album's called i sorry to the real zebos also weird name to be honest um i don't know what it means i tried to figure it out the album is called strictly platonic from 2019 and it has a pink stripe going down it it's a really good album uh and they just released a single of a cover and i think i recommended it to mike of putting on the ritz that if you know Mel Brooks, uh, Young Frankenstein or Frankenstein uh, was featured in that movie. And it's fantastic, their cover version, because it's so uniquely them with like synth sounds for this 1930s piano song. Top fucking notch. Go give them a listen. Follow them on fucking 
TikTok if you have that too. Uh, just, just, just give them a listen. It's a clever, interesting, unique band that needs more bleh, audience behind them. And if you follow them on TikTok, post a comment, say Jam Radio sent you, so maybe we could have them on and talk to them because uh, it would be awesome. Anyway, uh, that's it. Those are all my notes. That's uh, entertainment. All right. You know it's your girl. That is not what, what I was doing. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were doing it. You don't you know, understand. Yeah. Um, I've been on TikTok too long. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll do my top five. Uh, five is Let the Day Begin by The Call. Didn't talk about it. 80s song. Four, You're Not Alone by Semisonic. Three is Feeling Whitney by Post Malone. Two is Taken for a Ride by Tally Hall. And one is Rockstar Skinny by the Real Zebos. Yeah, taking for a run wins, I'm happy. I wasn't surprised. Um, five, I have Oh Babe, What Would You Say by Hurricane Smith. Good old song. Four, I have Song of the Viking by I Don't Wanna... Uh, whatever. It's Peter and something. Pearly... What the fuck is it? Just because I'm interested. It's... Pearly I Latry Lotry. How'd you find this one again? Uh oh, uh it was doing like the sea shanty thing. Ah. Yeah. Um three Bring Her Along by Joe Holly. Two Rotary Park by Joe Holly. One Taken for a Ride by Tally Hall. The winner. There you go. Yes, the winner. Does uh Joe Holly's piece have anything to do with uh 9-11. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't think this one uh, does. No, he's 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 over that conspiracy. Uh, I don't see how it's a conspiracy. It's a, if its own thing. What do you mean? The his like his own interpretation. Yeah. Uh, because he's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, fair. He thinks. Didn't he think like nine eleven? What didn't happen, or what? The, I don't no, know, he just said his album was about nine eleven. Oh, I thought he had like a conspiracy. I I'm getting things confused. Okay, never mind. I thought he it was one of those people that's like nine eleven didn't happen. Inside job, like just shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, Alex Jones. Uh, did you see Alex oh, yeah, Jones? He wasn't. Got, he yeah, wasn't what? saying that. He just. Okay, just I, I, was, I, I was I was missing. I was mistaken. I apologize. I don't know how the album about a crazy doctor cutting up people or something is about 9-11, but whatever. At least that song, The Dream Sweet and C, whatever, major, minor. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, see that Alex Jones got requested to go to January 6th Congress. I can't wait for him to testify in front of Congress. They turn the frogs gay. It's like no, this wrong, wrong testimony, kid. Um, but I, I didn't know he was involved in the January sixth thing, so that'll be interesting to watch. Uh that has been all, folks. It has uh, been all. That is all. Listen to the, listen to the podcast. That's Jesus Christ. I'd hope you'd be listening to the podcast at this point. But um, show your friends and share. Yeah, show your friends. Share it. It's the holiday seasons. They need gifts. Don't buy them anything. Just give them JM Radio. Um, that's how. That's what. That's JM like, Radio. Just yeah. Just be like, hey, I know we haven't talked in a long time, and we we could have we could have stayed in touch, but I really want you to listen to this podcast. And so just drop them a link. People you haven't talked to in years, DM them. Just be like, this podcast, great podcast. Don't say anything else. Block the number after. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, that's all. Uh, like go on our Instagram or all the other social medias. Even though we only, well, I only post on Instagram. Uh, at Jam Radio Pod. Don't forget the pod. Uh, keep up with the playlist. There's only two, four, six, six, six playlists left. Three episodes left. Damn. Or maybe more. Wait. How many? 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52. Yeah. It's only six episodes. It's six playlists left. Three episodes left. Uh, 
scary times. But anyway, thanks for listening as always. Uh, Mike, do you want to count us down? Oh, yeah. Three, two, one. You You got got some some listening listening to do. do. (laughs) Oh, no! Bye. Why? It was funny. We just both didn't say anything after that. We were usually like, "Uh, bye. Both went silent.